Welcome once again, nerds, to the Nerdy News. In this week's very special episode, we have a major development happening this year at San Diego Comic-Con that we must talk about. Over on the music side of things, we have Mushroom and Slipknot touring together. Kind of, we'll get to that. Plus, major TV castings have been announced in spite of the writer's strike, as well as a hotly anticipated new movie for comic book nerd fans uh, comes out of the land of speculation and into a confirmation. We'll get to all that and a whole bunch more in this episode. So, let's talk about the housekeeping. Housekeeping, you want towels? Shall we? Uh, housekeeping this week, no major issues <laughs> to speak of that aren't already well known. So, continuing with the no live streams so far, uh, almost to the point where we should be able to pick those back up, but I'm still working out kinks uh, for the, the, the day might change, the day might stay the same. Uh, <laughs> it's still a little bit up in the air, but getting closer to hitting ground, as it were. Also, as should be obvious by now, now we are nearing two months worth of this writer's strike, which means two months worth of full episodes for everybody. Uh, so yeah, I hope you are enjoying it over on the Nerdy Legion and Big Show Entertainment Network. Thank you very much, nerds, for sticking it out, I guess, even though, I mean, you're still getting content, right? So uh, yeah, that is housekeeping. Housekeeping, you want For the episode, I believe that's everything. So let's get to the news. Please go away, let me sleep for the love of God! Kicking things off in the music section, like we always do for the regular episodes, we have uh, uh, some pretty big tours have been announced, uh, most notably a tour that is related to both Slipknot and Mushroomhead. I use that vocabulary very specifically. Plus, we have Al Jorgensen teasing something that he's teased a few times in the past as well, so maybe this time it'll actually happen. Let's do all of this, starting off in the follow-ups and corrections. The Ticketmaster situation appears to have come to something of a conclusion. I don't believe the actual court case is uh, finalized, but we do have at least some sort of ruling in the effect of Ticketmaster and Live Nation both are going to have to put all of the uh, fees and everything up front. No more hidden fees when buying tickets through Ticketmaster or Live Nation. So the price they advertise for the tickets should be the price you pay for the tickets because they're going to have included all of the handling and processing and all the doubling of my of my ticket price fees kind of stuff uh, in the final total so you don't get you know get surprised by the end of it and go wait a minute these $20 tickets are now $60 how did that happen uh, so yeah, that's, that's significant, though again, I, I believe there is still more to come from this situation, so we will be keeping tabs on that. That is, though, the only follow-up or correction we have, so let's continue on into the 
new music section. Uh, this week in new music, we have new track from Baroness. Uh, the name of the track is Last Word. There is a new album coming out from Baroness called Stone, September 15th. Uh, this is, uh, this is exactly what you would probably expect from Baroness. Uh, the one minor note that I had, minor issue I had with this, and it's relatively minor, though still fairly noticeable, is uh, on the production side of things, there is a guitar solo in this that sounds like they recorded it in a shower. Uh, the verb is just way too saturated, and the EQ on that solo recording is not co cohesive with the rest of the track, so it sticks out like a sore thumb. Uh, but other than that, this is this is basically what you expect Baroness to do. Uh, I, I, I'm super excited about new Baroness music. This is a prime example why. Pretty noteworthy here as well. This is the first time that they've done their own uh, recording and mastering. So congratulations to the guys over at to the folks, I guess, over at Baroness because first self-recording, this is pretty good. Next up, we have a track from uh, a new Swedish band that a newer Swedish band that I found recently called Eminence. I believe we've talked about them uh, as a musical suggestion previously, but they have new music. Uh, the new track is called Come Hell or High Water. This is what melodic metal sounds like this is this is like the prime example of this genre just this melodic uh they're they're from sweden but like it's not death metal this is just good solid metal with a good solid melody over the top of it and the vocalist who can actually pull off melodic vocals as well as some pretty great harsh screamy vocals just i i really 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 appreciate this band like i the, when i found them i couldn't stop listening to them for about two days it was pretty awesome uh the i noticed in this video because you know social blade is a thing and and other things that that keep track of metrics also help me uh but the the tags on this video they tagged sleep token and bad omens with this and i feel like they're doing themselves a disservice by comparing themselves to those two bands because in my eyes they far exceed anything either of those bands have done even though sleep token is kind of blowing up these days i feel like eminence uh, deserves much more of that recognition than Sleep Token does. Not that Sleep Token's bad, but Eminence is better. So yeah, absolutely 100% recommend Come Hell or High Water from Eminence out of Sweden. Next up is a band that we've talked about previously as well. It's a band called Victims. It's been a minute since we've heard from these guys. They have a new track called Feed the Vice. It is featuring vocalist Life 499, or 91 rather, I apologize. I don't, I've never heard of Life for 91 before, so sure. Uh, this, this is, this sounds to my uh, elder millennial ears, this sounds like the logical evolution of what scene music was back when I was fresh, graduated out of high school in my 20s and stuff, uh, when scene music was an epithet. Uh, this is what that became in all of the right ways. I really wish this is what scene music was when I was, you know, fresh into the music scene because then I probably would have been a little bit more into it and not uh, not so hateful. <laughs> but this is this is quality stuff, man. This, this is a really good track. Really interesting vocal performance from this guest vocalist. Uh, again, uh, Life 491, sorry. Uh, just his scream really sounds like he's he has zero proper technique and he's 
he's going to blow his voice out. Uh, but um, it, it's working it, it, on because it's such a unique sound. Uh, hopefully he is actually using proper technique and he doesn't blow out his voice and he can continue with this sound because it's very unique and very uh, uh, unto himself. So uh, this is a track worth listening to for sure. Uh, not going to win over any new fans, probably, but very well done all over. Uh, again, Victims Feed the Vice is this one. And then, final piece of new music for the episode, we're talking Dax, who we've talked about previously on the, on the show. We don't always talk about metal, just mostly. So Dax put out a new track called To Be A Man. This is the mega remix. He has, uh, re I think this is the third time he's released this track specifically, but this time it's over 10 minutes long and it's featuring a number of other artists. This whole conversation would be just listing all of the guest spots on here if that's if we we're going to do that. So we're not going to talk about the guest spots uh, individually, but this is, this is like great independent hip-hop like Dax is just a good artist unto himself and then on top of it he usually has a fantastic message and this song is a prime example of that the, of just the 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 male expectations in society and this is this is a song that should be heard by a much wider audience than it probably will be heard by so that's why we're talking about it here because it just deserves recognition Dax uh, again great artist deserves recognition unto himself and then on top of it his 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 message that should just like this is what hip-hop needs to be uh to my very non-hip-hop oriented ears this is kind of where that goes so yeah uh, again just an all-over recommend for all the music this week in uh the new music section dax to be a man would absolutely recommend to anybody and then we have uh, the, another giant subsection, and that is tours and festivals. We have some big stuff going on here. So first up, uh, speaking of Baroness and their new record, they also announced a new tour. Uh, so we're going to start there because we already started talking about Baroness. This tour starts October 13th in Baltimore, Maryland, runs through December 1st in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. Uh, yeah, this is the, they're basically going everywhere in the U.S. Uh, the support on this tour is very segmented. So we have we have a very we have a list. Uh, we have Jesus Peace, Portrayal of Guilt, Primitive Man, Ken Mode, Wayfarer, Chat Pile, uh, Vile Creature, Soul Glow. <laughs> so there's a band called Soul Glow. Uh, Sheer Mag, Escuela Grind. Ooh, Escuela Grind. I didn't see that when I took these notes. Uh, Midwife, Hoaxed, Empire State Bastard, Nice, uh, Cloud Rat, Imperial Triumphant Uniform, and Agriculture. Right? Is that... Did I say that right? I did say that. Agriculture. Yes, that is exactly who, the name of that band. Uh, so some of these bands, never heard of before, though very much worth noting. Jesus Peace. If Jesus Peace is the opening band on the bill that you're going to see, you are in for a treat. Those guys are fantastic. Also, Escuela Grind, I've heard good things. I've only heard their most recent single, so I can't necessarily speak to them as a whole, but the new single is pretty rocking, so uh, pretty excited about that. The rest of these bands, uh, Empire State Bastard, also the, the new project from former uh, Slayer drummer. Oh, and now I'm going to brain fart his name because ADHD. Uh, yes. Yeah. The rest of these bands I've never heard of before, but if they're going on tour with Baroness, if they're even opening up one Sure, then they're going to be worth an, 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 
a real quick listen. <laughs> I'm not gonna I'm not gonna go out on a limb and say they're all gonna be great because Baroness said so. That's eh, not really how that works anymore. But uh, I I would say they're they're worth a listen just to kind of get a better understanding of what Baroness thinks is good music, so you can you know judge accordingly. Uh, but yeah, that's what we got. There is tickets. Uh, they are not on sale as I am recording, nor as I took these notes, but they will be on sale. I believe this Friday, if I'm remembering correctly, because I didn't include them in the notes. I take amazing notes. Uh, but they, there is a link down in the description that will take you to where you can buy tickets for these shows as soon as they are available. Uh, so do that and do the thing. And we're moving next into uh, the Slipknot Mushroom Head tour. Kind of. <laughs> so uh, Anders Kolsefni and Waylon Revis, former vocalists for those two bands. Anders was the first vocalist for Slipknot, roundabout the Mate Feed Kill Repeat record. He is the guy with all of those very brutish growls and grunts and screams on that record. So real quick history of the band Slipknot. Uh, Anders and Clown and Mick were so Sean Crahan, Mick Thompson, uh, were our founding members. If if I'm remembering this correctly, somebody please correct me in the comments. But if I'm remembering this correctly, it was the three of them. They brought in Craig. Uh, they brought in Paul. Oh, Paul was the other founding member. I apologize. Paul was a founding member. So that was uh, Sean, Anders, Mick, Paul were the founding members. They brought in Craig to do samples and keys. They brought in uh, uh, Greg Welts, who went on the pseudonym Cuddles, uh, for the first alternate percussion. And then they brought in Nar, I can't remember his actual name, as the other guitar player. And that was the original Mate Feed Carapede lineup. Again, I'm, I'm, I'm going by rote here because I didn't take these, I didn't write this down. But, uh, so they shortly after they recorded Mate Feed Kill Repeat, which was kind of their self-released debut, uh, they brought in Corey Taylor from other local Iowa band Stone Sour, and Corey Taylor took over primary vocals. Anders jumped over to alternate percussion. They brought in Joey Jordison to do uh, the primary percussion. Sean uh, moved over to the second alternate percussion. That's when they fit, filled out the three drummer situation. Uh, and the, the gym situation didn't actually happen until after they recorded their self-titled, which I don't know a lot of fans actually know that. Jim didn't come in until after they recorded that. Um, they had somebody else do uh, They had somebody else doing the recording for the self-titled. Long way of saying, Anders was the original dude doing the vocals. Uh, as far as the Mushroom Head connection here, uh, Waylon Revis was on two records with Mushroom Head. He did uh, the 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 Savior Sorrow was his first record. He was the the kind of sort of secondary vocalist that replaced. J-Man when J-Man left for that album. <laughs> so J-Man leaves, Waylon comes in to take over the role of J-Man, kind of fills out that role all right, but also kind of bridges the gap between what it is that Jeffrey Nothing did and what J-Man did. So he kind of has the gruff, screamy stuff, but he also did some melodic stuff as well. Uh, and then J-Man came back and they did, they made uh, Beautiful Songs for Ugly Children, I believe was the next, or The Righteous and the Butterfly, actually. I apologize. Righteous and the Butterfly. And that's when Waylon left under the seemingly not great circumstances. All right, so 
That is the long way of saying these two gentlemen have decided to go on tour together with their current musical project. And the reason that we did all of that preamble for this is because their current projects are doing music from that era of when they were with those bands. So Anders put together a band to perform specifically Mate, Feed, Kill, Repeat in its entirety. Uh, and it's that the, I'm super, I really, really hope people put this stuff up on the internet because I know that the venue are not going to be filming this stuff uh, but yeah so Anders is going to be doing mate feet kill repeat Waylon is going to be doing a lot of material from his time with mushroom head as well uh, no real uh, nothing of note for the band that's currently playing with either of these guys I couldn't find lineups or you know any previous uh, uh, musical endeavors that any of these musicians have made. So hopefully as we get closer to this tour happening, uh, some of that information will be let out and we will follow up because this is just a really cool, unique situation. Uh, the other half of this is it is not an American tour at all. <laughs> this is going to be Australia and New Zealand exclusively. So the dates start uh, October 11th and run through October 23rd. The first, I believe it's uh, it's like six and six, uh, something along those lines. So the first six dates are in Australia. The second six dates are in New Zealand. And that is the extent of this show. And I just, I'm, I'm, Again, super hopeful that somebody has the, the presence of thought to record what goes on on this stage and put it up on the internet for the rest of the world to enjoy because this is such a, a unicorn moment, if you will. Uh, yeah. Uh, just excited about that. Let's move on though, because I'm just going to keep gushing. Uh, from there, we have Black Dahlia Murder has announced a new tour. It is going to be with Chelsea Grin, 200 Stab Wounds, and Gates to Hell. This sounds like a hell of a lineup. I still haven't heard new Black Dahlia since uh, the, the passing of Trevor Sternad, but... Uh, I mean, it's Black Dahlia, so it's not going to be bad. <laughs> so we have Black Dahlia, Chelsea Grin, 200 Stab Wounds, and Gates to Hell. The tour kicks off September 8th in Alton, Virginia at the Blue Ridge Rock Festival, which actually only features, uh, of these bands, only features Black Dahlia, and then the rest of the bands pick up the next date. Uh, it runs through September 16th, so it's only two weeks. Uh, September 16th at the New England Metal Fest in Worcester, uh, Massachusetts. So presumably the rest of the band, the rest of the bands are also on the, uh, that final New England metal fest. Uh, yeah, tickets available soon. Again, couldn't find a ticket link. I will do what I can when I post this video. Uh, from there, we have a really interesting piece of festival news, and it comes from Code Orange. It would seem Code Orange is starting their own festival. They're calling it Code's Way. It is the first time they're doing this. It will take place on September 30th in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, where the band is from. Uh, the festival will uh, feature 12 bands on two separate stages. There is a full list of bands. If you follow the link in the description. Uh, though of note on this list, obviously Code Orange is going to be there because they're putting it on, so they're headlining. Uh, but we also have 
<sighs> Hardcore Classics, Madball, as well as Vein FM and 200 Stab Wounds once again. Super excited about this. Again, hopefully they have the presence of mind. And Code Orange are technically minded, so I would imagine they will be doing something with video for this, putting out a DVD of some sort or 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 some sort of digital download so you can download the festival uh, performances or something like that. That's just me oh, wishful thinking. There's no announcement of that. So link down in the description will take you to a place where you can find tickets. So do that. Do the thing. Let's move on. That is it for tours and festivals. Now we're talking about regular ass news. Uh, we have actually a fairly significant announcement from Exodus. They just put out a record uh, less than a year ago. This is about six, eight months ago. Uh, and so now it seems that their previous record contract is up and so they have signed a new deal with napalm records the age of metal is just getting better and better i feel like i feel like we this is such a prosperous time for the genre it's very exciting uh so exodus is signing to one of the biggest metal record uh record labels with this new uh record deal they have announced that they are going to start working on a new album and they are shooting for a release sometime in 24 so don't have to wait too long for new exodus material uh, from there, let's talk about ministry, shall we? Al Jorgensen uh, has announced that he plans on retiring ministry, not himself. He's not going to retire. He's not going to stop making music because he has other projects in the works, but... He feels like he's played what he what he can play under the ministry ministry moniker. Uh, so it's it's he's done this before. <laughs> He made the announcement that he himself was going to retire, uh, I think, a, over a decade ago, uh, because he's one of the uh, OG industrial dudes, right? He was part he was part of the scene from the beginning. The scene's been around for some time, so uh, it's, it only stands to reason at this point. He's pushing into his uh, mid to latter 60s. Uh, yeah, just just absolutely deserves some time off. Uh, take it a little bit easy there, Al, because you've been working really hard for a long time uh that's that's what we got on that one though let's move over to our final piece of regular ass news and that is high on fire have announced that they have finished work on their ninth studio album that's pretty exciting the weird part about this though they're not planning on releasing it until 2024 so they're going to sit on it for almost a year because reasons, uh, probably because all of the other, the, all of the members of the band have other things going on. Matt Pike specifically, I believe is still kind of on tour with sleep. Somebody correct me, please. But yeah, I, yeah. Pike, very busy man. Uh, his bass player is in that mutoid man project that we talked about a couple episodes ago. So he's got his hands full drummer, I believe also doing mutoid man. So yeah pretty interesting situation i'm very curious to hear new high on fire but it's going to be a, almost a year before we do so that kind of sucks but that's what we got for regular ass news so all that leaves is musical suggestion for the week this week's music suggestion what would you get if you took the music of Killswitch Engage and ran it through a filter from the 80s, you would get something along the lines of what Anthony Vincent has given us this week. Uh, Anthony Vincent, formerly known as 10 Second Songs on YouTube, now just goes by his name, has given us the End of Heartache Synthwave Edition. This 
So I don't know why this damn song works so well in this style, but oh, wow. <laughs> it's a lot of fun. Uh, Vincent's a very talented dude, surrounds himself with other very talented musicians. So uh, like the production is top notch on this and just incredibly entertaining to see a song that I know so intimately well done in such a dramatically different style and still work very, very freaking well. So th this is your suggestion. Go watch uh, probably a dozen times or more this Anthony Vincent video for the End of Heartache cover, Killswitch Engage Synthway. I don't know how we're supposed to title this. Now we're talking about gaming and tech. We have uh, some follow-ups, we got some trailers, we got some regular news uh, follow-ups we're talking about. Uh, X Defiant uh, was announced at the last week of the non-E3 stuff, and we've got an update on the beta there. We also have an update on the Google situation, as well as Twitter getting in trouble. So let's get into this, shall we? Uh, starting with follow-ups and corrections. Uh, follow uh, Correction, kind of? Nintendo Direct is in fact happening this week. So rumor confirmed follow-up correction situation. Um, it's a matter of fact, as I'm recording this, it is the 20th. So as I will be editing this, it will be the 21st and that's when it's happening. So hopefully we'll get this video up before everybody already, you know, gets to the point of what happened in the Nintendo Direct because right now it's anybody's guess. Uh, very probably we'll hear something about uh, uh, Pikmin 4. Very probably we'll hear something about the, uh, the the Metroid situation, whether or not we're going to see the game this year in actuality, or if it's just going to be pushed back till 2024 because we haven't heard anything for him so, uh, for some time. Uh, and then beyond that, there's really no... nothing. Like, this is supposed to be a pro good and proper Nintendo Direct, and we are going to be surprised at every turn, it would seem. There is speculation that they're going to be talking about a lot of remakes on the console, uh, specifically GameCube remakes updated for modern, uh, modern day, and not really expecting to hear anything about new hardware just yet. So that very likely won't happen until 2024. Don't call me on that, it's just speculation. From there, we have uh, an interesting situation on the streaming uh, side of gaming and tech, streaming uh, TV movie stuff. So Freebie, the Amazon free option, uh, Amazon owns Freebie. That's that's the where you can go to watch kind of like TNT back when cable was a thing. Uh, yeah, so Freebie is getting some new channels. They are getting channels based on uh, MGM programming as well as Warner Brothers Discovery programming. There is going to be uh, multiple channels with content from both of those producers on the ad-supported free streaming platform. And actually, uh, we have other streaming platform news that is more closely related to actual TV news. So it's going to be in the TV section, but still kind of runs parallel with this piece. So really interesting situation right now because uh, the streamers are really trying to get people to sign up for their stuff and it's not happening. So they got to find other ways to make money. 
and ad-supported ways work. We've seen this happen in the past. So yeah, pretty excited about that. From there, let's talk about Halo Infinite. Welcome to season four of Halo Infinite. I have yet to play it myself, though I've seen some really interesting stuff. There is a full list of the patch notes and all of the things that have come with season four. If you follow the link down in the description, so go check that out. Uh, but I just, it's good times. It seems like Halo is finally where it should have been when it launched. and. I'm here for it. And then our final uh, follow-up for this section has to do with X Defiant, the game that was announced during, I believe it was during the Summer Games Fest, but I mean, those all those showcases kind of blurred together since they happened so close to one another, so I could be wrong, but, uh, or it was the, no, it was the Ubisoft Forward. That's what it was, it was the Ubisoft Forward. So X Defiant, the beta, the open beta opens up again on the 21st. So ideally, as you're watching this video, you can go sign up to be a part of the open beta if you follow the link in the description. That's what we got for follow-ups and corrections. Let's talk about some trailers or just a trailer specifically. We got a new Steam game trailer dropped that is worth a watch. It's called, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm assuming this is what it's called, X-Killer or uh, EXE-Killer or Exa-Killer, something like that. <laughs> EXE, like executable killer, I don't know. But uh, the, the gameplay, it's official gameplay review for this it's alpha footage so it's very very rough but like the idea behind it feels like if you took fallout 4 and made it just a little bit more western and a little less uh uh, uh 1920s sci-fi and that's this is the game you would get i feel like so it's very interesting very little on the premise of the game is uh, available in this gameplay trailer but it's still really cool to see so recommend go going to check it out for sure from there let's talk about some regular ass news and we got two really big pieces first up is the google situation uh right now uh, the, the the i mean which one right because there's uh, quite a few of them this is a new one <laughs> google domains specifically uh was just bought out by squarespace or probably more appropriate google offloaded domains to Squarespace for uh, a modest sum, I would imagine. Uh, so the the current situation as it stands right now, because the merger or the, the sell rather just happened, is that over the course of the next 12 months, assuming you have a contract with Google domains, be, meaning you've paid them for your domain, then if over the next 12 months, you have nothing to worry about. You can continue on as it was, but at the end of that 12 months, everything is switching over to the Squarespace system. So uh, it is going to be a gradual and they're doing it as slow as they are in order to make it as uh, seamless as possible as well but you're still gonna have to change the way you pay for your domain which means uh, like a lot of people uh, that's generally nerdy.net is hosted on Google domains so I'm going to be affected by this directly um, it, it seems like it seems like they're doing what they can to make this again as painless as possible but I mean, there's a reason why certain people went with Google domains and not Squarespace in the beginning. So we'll see if anything changes with how Squarespace does their pricing structure or anything like that, and probably have to just keep tabs on this as it goes. From there though, let's talk about, oh, let's talk about Twitter, shall we? So the uh, TLDR, the long and the short, however you want to put that, is Twitter's being sued and by a new, 
group of people this time that's not former employees or other companies or whatever that are in direct competition with them. Uh, this is a lawsuit from the uh, the National Music Publishers Association, NMPA, and they are suing for $250 million because they say that the company uh, has done little to nothing to stop from copyright infringing material being uploaded to their platform. Uh, so basically, the, the, if, if somebody files a copyright claim with content on Twitter, it's not taken down and that doesn't sit well with the NMPA. Uh, which, I mean, makes sense because every other social media, every other major social media platform pays rights to the to different associations to make things all right with copyright holders. So, it, I mean, I can see why they're doing this. And honestly, it seems like they probably have a pretty strong legal leg to stand on. If this lawsuit is successful, then it will force Twitter to pay out, again, $250 million in damages, as well as change policy and procedure in how they deal with copyright claims. So this could be pretty dramatic for the, the platform of Twitter. We'll keep tabs. We'll move on. Uh, from there, all we got is suggestions. In Gaming Attack suggestions this week, there's been uh, four remakes at this point, so we're just going to say whichever one of those you want to play. Resident Evil, just as a general Let's Play suggestion, is the suggestion this week. I just... I forgot that it had been remastered so many times, and it started on the GameCube, back forever ago and it's just kind of been going and going and going i mean on, on don't get me wrong the first game was on the playstation i'm not stupid but the first remake was on the gamecube and it's it just keeps getting stronger mainline games only i can't speak for the side the side games the gaiden the the the, the i can't even think of all of the side games right now but the mainline resident evil games all the way up through village are the suggestion this week just I don't know that I've ever not enjoyed playing a Resident Evil game, so you, you should do the same. Now let's talk about comic books and books. Well, we got no books. It's all comic books today. But uh, in comic books and books, uh, happy Batman Day. We are, are we're getting there anyway. And DC has announced a number of books that they're launching on Batman Day. We'll talk about that. We also have the return of Marvel Zombies. Super excited there. And the creation of the Energon comic book universe, which combines Transformers and G.I. Joe. So my childhood just went, yay! We're going to talk about that and a bit more. So let's jump into it. First up, we do not have follow-ups or corrections to talk about. We do, though, have trailers to get into. One specific trailer, at least. A uh, book that we talked about previously when it was announced, and that is the X-Men Hellfire Gala 2020, uh, Hellfire Club Gala 2023. Uh, it's a one-off book that kind of sets forward a lot of things every year. This year it is going to be the catalyst for the Fall of X arc. It will be on shelves uh, July 26th. This trailer, I mean, if you're not already hyped for this book, this trailer's probably not going to make you hype for it. But if you didn't know it existed, then go watch the trailer and see what it's all about, because that's kind of what it's for, right? And it does its job. It's good. Go do the thing. Let's move on. From there, we have regular ass news. In regular ass news, starting things off, Energen, sorry, words. Energen is a new comic book universe that is being created by Robert Kirkman's Skybound Comics in association with Hasbro Comics because Skybound owns the rights to G.I. Joe, Hasbro owns the rights to 
Transformers. So they're merging those two universes and creating a brand new universe where the two coexist. And again, this couldn't sound more awesome to 10 year old me. Uh, so the G.I. Joe universe and the Transformer universe are becoming a shared universe. Uh, the reveal happened in Void Rivals number one on Skybound Comics. Uh, Void Rivals number two is going to expand this even further, but we have a number of other books already announced in this uh, shared universe. We have Transformers number one set to launch in October. Uh, Duke number one is going to probably be the biggest as far as lore goes in the expansion of this universe. Uh, that is coming out in December. Will be written by Joshua Williamson, who I'm a casual fan of. Williamson's done some really good stuff in the past, but also some very mediocre stuff, so don't hold your breath, but uh, goes super, super deep into this universe. And then Cobra Commander number one launches in January, and then Void Rivals will be sometime thereafter. So a lot going on here. This is really awesome. Hopefully this does well so it can continue and, you know, give fans actual good comics to read instead of whatever the hell Marvel and DC like to do from time to time. Uh, from there, let's talk next about Batman Day. That's right. Uh, DC Comics announced new slate of Batman Day comics for this year. Uh, September 19th is officially Batman Day. The books include Batman The Night, K-N-I-G-H-T, right? Uh, will be 12 issues written by Chip Zdarsky and Jorge Jimenez. Uh, super excited about the artwork for this. Zdarsky, I don't remember any of his Batman stories, so I can't remember if I like him as Batman uh, writer, but he does fine for Spider-Man. So, am I remembering that right? I think I'm remembering that right. Uh, anyway, so uh, Batman The World is the next book. It's going to be a collection of stories from around the world featuring Batman. So that's pretty awesome. Uh, Batman Fear State. We talked previously about this ever so briefly. Uh, sequel to the recent event of the same name. Uh, it is uh, Tom King. I believe. Oh, no, no. That, that's the next one. Uh, Batman Killing Time is a new graphic novel. So released as a book unto itself. Uh, this one will be written by Tom King and David Finch. And then Batman Beyond the White Knight, the sequel to the, uh, the miniseries that we always talk about because it is so dang good. Also, for Batman Day, DC will be launching a bunch of toy lines and things in the periphery as well. So, a lot of great Batman stuff to look forward to in September. From there, we have Captain Marvel. We're going to switch gears just uh, to the other side of things. Captain Marvel, uh, instead of being canceled, like Marvel is doing to a lot of their other books, it would seem Captain Marvel is actually kind of selling books, so they're trying their hand once more at another ongoing series for the character. Uh, the current ongoing series will come to an end with issue number 50. Uh, that is the one that is being written by Kelly Thompson. Uh, the new series is going to be written by Alyssa Wong, uh, and artist Jan, I'm not going to say that last name correctly, Basil, Basil Dua, I apologize. <laughs> uh, so they're the ones that are going to be taking over after issue number 50. It will restart with issue number one. I don't know if they're going to keep with the legacy numbering, but uh, we'll see how long this lasts. None of these names, short of Kelly Thompson, uh, have any sort of significance in my understanding of current comic book uh, landscape. So 
Maybe it will be good. Not holding my breath though. Uh, October 25th, we'll see the launch of issue number one in the next ongoing series for Captain Marvel. From there, we have, once again, the return of Marvel Zombies. I'm super excited about this. Uh, Marvel Zombies is always fun. I don't know that there's a bad Marvel Zombies book, not gonna lie. Uh, so Marvel Zombies Black, White, and Blood is the new anthology series of horror comics set in the Marvel Zombies universe. Because of course it is. Where else would it be set? Uh, the series, it will be a three-part series. Series featured uh, stories from different writers and artists, all told in black, white, and blood. First issue will be written by none other than Garth Ennis, hell yes, uh, illustrated by uh, Rachel Stott, and the series will be released starting in October because Halloween. So yeah, it's, uh, again, from what I understood, three-part series, so we're going to see it uh, kind of in, uh, in an Elseworlds what-if kind of release style, and... Garthenis, come on, man. Garthenis, doing comic books for Marvel in the zombies universe. There is nothing bad about that. any of those words in that statement. Uh, from there, we have Comic-Con. This is the big one. This is probably the biggest piece of news, aside from zombies, honestly. Uh, this is probably the biggest piece of news legitimately in the entire episode this week, and that is... Marvel Studios is not going to be present at Hall H this year at San Diego Comic-Con. They will still be at San Diego Comic-Con. They will still have a booth. They're just not going to be presenting anything. There's not going to be a panel for Marvel at all this year. So all of the speculation and all of the rumors that had anything to do with, well, Marvel's going to announce this at Comic-Con, none of those are true because... Comic-Con's not going to be a thing, really, for Marvel this year, so that's kind of a bummer, but, uh, I mean, they are playing a lot more close to the chest this, these days, so kind of makes sense as well. From there, we have suggestions for comic books and books this week. Uh, we're not doing a comic book suggestion. We're doing a book series suggestion. We're talking about the Wild Cards series. We've talked about this a number of times previously because they've done uh, reissues of the book. There's going to be a new comic book series in the Wild Cards universe coming from Marvel very soon. And just the original book series. There are now 26 as of the most recent public publishing of uh, the most recent book, 26 books in this series. Once again, edited by George R.R. R. Martin. It is an alternate history, starts in alternate history, and then moves to the near future throughout the course of the books. And it's just so imaginative. And so, if you read as a form of escapism, this is some of the best escapism that kind of has something to do a little bit with superheroes, but only uh, kind of superhero adjacent. It's great. Go read Wild Cards, edited by George R.R. R. Martin and featuring a slew of writers. All right, so let's talk now about TV streaming and things, right? I mean, we do still have news here, even though there's a strike going on. So uh, in TV this week, we have some pretty epic casting announcements. One of them we've been keeping tabs on for some time because legal things are what took the original actor away from the role. And then we also have a major announcement. If you're an anime fan, we're going to get to that at the end. So stick around. Let's do the things. Uh, yeah. 
First up in follow-ups and corrections, Stranger Things Season 5 just announced that they are going to be cast, uh, that they have cast Linda Hamilton in an undisclosed role, but come on, man. Sarah Connor is in Stranger Things now. The, 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 what kind of awesome alternate reality do we live in? This is just going to be great. I don't know what else to say. Let's move on. From there, we have casting announcements from Knuckles, the uh, Max series coming very soon. Uh, the cast, uh, the, from what I understand this is the complete cast though there could be some uh, additions uh, shortly hereafter so first we have Edie Patterson, Kid Cudi, Ellie Taylor, Taylor Rory McCann, Christopher Lloyd, Carrie Elwes, uh, Paul Shear, and Stockard Channing oh and Rob Hubel I don't know who Rob Hubel is but I know most of the other names and that's a pretty uh, star-filled cast right there no word as to exactly which roles any of these people are going to be playing, which of them are going to be just doing voices for characters that are CG, and which of them are going to be showing up in, you know, their body, because it's a live, technically a live-action series. So, pretty awesome. Yeah, that's all we got, though, so let's move right along. Next up is the, big, the other big one, and this has to do specifically with Solar Opposites, but it is Justin Roiland. Uh, his role has been... Uh, uh, recast, I guess is the best way to put that. Uh, Justin Roiland's role has been recast, but they put Dan Stevens as his voice replacement for the Solar Opposites series. So if you don't know, Dan Stevens is very very British. <laughs> if you know the name, but you don't know exactly why, Dan Stevens played Legion on FX. He's done a number of other things, but like as far as nerd culture goes, that's kind of the biggest one. And also phenomenal. If you haven't watched Legion, psh, what are you doing? Go watch that. It's it's great. Uh, but yeah, so Dan Stevens is going to be the uh, the replacement for Justin Roiland. Justin Roiland's not British. Dan Stevens is very... And they, if you go follow the link in the description, you'll see that it, they explain it, but like, it's a little ridiculous. So, uh, from there, we have an update on Tiny Toons Luniversity, a series we talked about when it was announced a few weeks back. Uh, we now have a rough release window. Sometime September is what they're going for, for the re release of this new animated series, based on the 90s animated series from when, you know, people in my rough age range were kids. Um, that's all we got, just September, no specific date yet. So when they set the, the specific date, we will talk about it again. From there, uh, real quick announcement, FUBAR, the new Arnold Schwarzenegger series, has been announced to be getting a second season on Netflix, though beyond that, don't hold your breath because Netflix doesn't like to go much past two seasons, right? And then our final piece of follow-up information is actually kind of heartbreaking in that uh, I was super looking forward to this show and it's been canceled before they even saw, shot a single frame of footage, and that is Metropolis. The, the series that is, was going to be based on the classic sci-fi, black and white, silent movie, Metropolis, has been canceled in pre-production. Uh, it seems the writer's strike and uh, there were a number of other not great reasons listed. Primarily, the writer's strike is what killed this, and, and it sucks, and... It kind of is what it is. So from there, we do have a pretty substantial laundry list of trailers to talk about. We don't have a whole lot in regular news, but trailers, we've got a bit. Uh, so first up, we got the first teaser for the One Piece series. Uh, One Piece on Netflix, August 31st, live action adaptation. 
looks like so far very cautiously optimistic. Looks like they're gonna do right by the fandom of One Piece. So maybe Netflix is turning a quarter. I don't think so though. Uh, from there, we uh, we have a new trailer for what we do in the shadows. Uh, next season launches July 13th. I believe this is season three. Correct me if I'm wrong. Uh, it's what we do in the shadow. This is this, this is just hilarious. From there, we have another trailer for the boys, another teaser for the boys dealing with Homelander. Now it seems Homelander is going to be going to court. Uh, the boys, uh, I didn't write down the release date for it because we all already know it at this point. Um, yeah, whatever. Moving on. Next up, we got a very, very short tease of the Walking Dead Daryl Dixon series that is going to be happening soon. Still no proper release date, but we do have at least a little bit of footage. It's only like, I, I think that the trailer is, or the teaser rather, is less than a minute long. Uh, maybe even right about 20 seconds if I'm remembering this correctly, uh, but still just enough to keep you excited. Uh, from there, we're talking about Avatar The Last Airbender. Just a real quick, no actors in it tease. Though if you do follow them on the uh, Twitter, then you know, you've seen pictures of the actors who are going to be playing the roles looks okay but uh looks can be deceiving so from there let's talk squid game season two casting uh trailer i think i saw somebody from uh uh, uh, uh j-pop i don't even know i i got it just it's squid game season two uh, yeah, the, who's not going to watch that? <laughs> Go watch the trailer. It's pretty cool. And then from there, we have the interesting part for the trailers section. And this has to do with a new series that is going to feature and or star Ryan Reynolds. Uh, the name of the series is Bedtime Stories with Ryan. It is going to be going to Fubo. So Fubo is a free streaming platform. Fubo, I believe, is owned by Fox. Again, this is basically the, the, the digital streaming version of cab basic cable uh, from back in the day, from before streaming was a thing. You know, basic cable, TNT, TBS, uh, FX, and that kind of stuff. They would get the rights uh, once a movie had been released for so long, had been on VHS or, or home release, DVD, whatever, uh, for so long, they would get the rights to play it uh, on, their, on their broadcast channel for a small fee, and then they would play commercials during it. And that's kind of, you know, the cycle. Uh, they pay a little bit of money to get the movie, and then they make a lot of money based on the fact that people won't turn it off because it's a movie they like or whatever and then commercials play and so commercial the 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 ad people pay the 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 channel for playing their ads and it's a cycle right so that's kind of how this is working with streaming these days so uh there is this the reason i laid that out is because fubo is getting a channel that is going to be focusing on stuff from ryan reynolds production company called maximum effort and fubo is not the only free streamer that is going to be getting a maximum effort channel uh it's just the first one uh no specific release date as to when the uh other streamers are going to be getting their maximum effort channels but june 20th is the day uh so today as i'm filming this <laughs> is the day that fubo is getting their free uh maximum effort channel which is going to feature this show bedtime stories with ryan 
in the trailer that this is uh, like i don't know watch it and let me know if it kind of weirds you out as well but like it's kind of it's kind of sweet and maybe a little heartwarming and just a tad bit goofy until the end and then the voiceover from ryan reynolds says something along the lines of don't go to sleep but like it's called bedtime stories and that's kind of the pre so i don't know what the premise really is i do know it's going to be anthological in nature so each episode is going to be a standalone but beyond that kind of could go any direction right so go check out the trailer let's talk about that what you think this is going to be down in the description uh that's what we got for trailers let's talk about the regular ass piece of news and that is demon slayer fourth season announced as of the ending of the third season that's right there is going to be a fourth season the significant part about this announcement is that uh the the arc they're going to be adapting from the manga for the anime is going to be the hashira training arc uh which apparently means something to fans of the series i have not gotten into demon slayer yet it's on my list of animes to watch i just haven't gotten there so that's all i got for regular ass news so let's talk about TV suggestions for the week. Our TV suggestion is Black Mirror. Uh, the most recent season, I believe it was six. I didn't write it in the notes because I take amazing notes, but uh, yeah. This is, a, this is a mild recommend because there are two of the five episodes I feel like feel like Black Mirror episodes. The rest of them are something different. That's not to say that they're bad, it's just to say they're different. So if you haven't watched it yet, definitely go watch. If you haven't watched any of the previous Black Mirror, at, if before you watch the new season, at the very least, you need to watch seasons one and season and two. Uh, beyond that, you you have the idea of what Black Mirror is, and then it kind of stays with that idea until this season. So yeah, very interesting juxtaposition. Still kind of right in the fence as to how much I appreciate it, but it's kind of like pizza. Even a bad Black Mirror season is better than you know most other things <laughs> so i would take i would rather take bad pizza over good liver and onions any day right so an interesting situation with the black mirror but still quality television so that is your suggestion for the week which then rolls us right into the movie section we have the MCU is shaking things up a lot of new release dates to talk about plus uh, Brave and the Bold rumor confirmation as well as Mortal Kombat 2 casting announcements and a bit more uh, let's get into this so starting things off we are talking MCU releases and I'm just going to read this so I apologize if it comes across a little cardboard but it's dry information to begin with so Captain America previously uh, was set to be released May 3rd of next year, is now going to be released September 26th of next year. Uh, Thunderbolts previously was set to be released on September 26th of 24, now is going to be December 20th of 24. Blade moving from September 6th to February 14th of 25. Deadpool 3 actually got moved up instead of moved back, so we went from November 8th of 2024 to May 
uh, third rather of 2024. So again, got moved up about seven months. Fantastic Four was previously slated for February 14th of 25, has now been moved back to May 2nd of 25. And Avengers King Dynasty, we've talked about this previously, uh, uh, May 2nd of 25 got moved to May 1st of 26. And then uh, Secret Wars, again, we talked about this, May 1st of 26 got bumped back to May 7th of 27. So uh, things shaken up, a lot more room between movies. This is a good thing in spite of what some people might want to think. Like, I don't understand. We're going to complain about the quality of the movies. So when they, they push things back to increase the quality, we complain that they've pushed things like, come on guys, we can't have it both ways. Right? So, I mean, I do agree that the fatigue is because of the lack in quality and not in the abundance of movies, but there's only so much a single production company can do. So you got to cut them a little bit of slack. Uh, that's what we got there, though. Let's move into the next piece was, oh, Batman. Batman, Brave and the Bold. This one's real quick. Batman, Brave and the Bold. It is confirmed now that Andy Muschietti will, in fact, be the director on this Batman project, as uh, said by James Gunn himself. So no real questions there. Rumor confirmed moving along. Also, rumor uh, refuted because Muschietti was also rumored to be directing Superman Legacy. So, there you go. Next up is the one that I'm the most excited about, and that is Mortal Kombat 2. We got some more casting announcements. We got some big casting announcements. We have Martin Ford has been announced as Shao Kahn. Desmond uh, Chaim, or Chime. I'm going to say Haim, uh, as King Jared. Anna Thu uh, Nguyen has been cast as Sindel and uh, Damon Harriman. Sorry, my the got old man eyes. Damon Harriman has been cast as Quan Chi. So we did get uh, the, the one that I'm seriously the most excited about, Martin Ford. Martin Ford is a British actor who is bigger than The Rock. <laughs> so the fan casting uh, about a year ago for Shao Kahn, because we knew Shao Kahn was probably going to be in Mortal Kombat 2, uh, was The Rock, because he's kind of like the biggest dude who could kind of sort of handle that role-ish. Martin Ford, while maybe not the most uh, tried actor, he hasn't exactly got the most experience in acting, is not incapable and physically looks much more like the part of Shao Kahn. So, yeah. Uh, the rest of these guys said that I honestly, all of the casting so far has been good except for Johnny Cage. I don't know why they went with Carl Urban. Don't know. Seeing Car Carl Urban freshly shaven, slightly understand it a little bit better, but still think you could have found somebody else that would have been able to fit that part a little better as far as the existing lore is concerned and you don't have to stray too far and piss off the fandom, whatever. Uh, so that's what we got for Mortal Kombat 2. I'm going to just keep going for days and days. Uh, the last piece of follow-up news we have is for Wicked, uh, the movie adaptation of the Broadway production that originally featured Edina Menzel as the lead role. Not going to be, be the lead role for Wicked. That's not the news, though. The news here is, since we last spoke about this, the movie has been split into two parts. So, the first movie is going to be released uh, November 27th of 2024, 
And the second part, actually, there's this is an even another update since we last talked about it. Originally, the second piece was supposed to be released December 25th of 25, so they bumped it up by a month and is now going to be released November 10th of 25. So there you go, that's that. Uh, from there, we've got one new trailer that is of note for the movie section, and that is Craven the Freaking Hunter red band trailer so just a fair warning if you're watching this somewhere where that might be an issue it's because of blood and violence and things so you are aware uh cautiously optimistic about this one because of this trailer now like i was very much riding the fence but i'm feel like I'm leaning a little on the side of this could be a good movie. Uh, no specific date for the release, just October has been given, but still, it's a great trailer. Go watch it. Uh, we do have a couple of pieces of regular ass news, so let's get into those. First up, Spider-Man, uh, the, the Sony Spider-Man universe. We have word from producer and big time upper up on the Sony side of the Marvel things, Amy Pascal. We have word officially that there are a number of movies set to be released from Sony in the Spider-less universe, if you will. Uh, so we have a live action Miles Morales movie somewhere in the works. We have a Spider-Woman animated movie that is somewhere in the works. We also have Spider-Man 4 somewhere in the works. And we have a fourth Spider-Man movie that is supposed to be starring Tom Holland and Zendaya uh, as obviously as MJ and Peter Parker somewhere in production as well. So four movies from Amy Pascal's side of Sony. But then we also have Avi Arad, who is producing the Spider-Woman movie that is going to be directed by Olivia Wilde. So we've got five total Spider-Man projects coming from Sony in the not-so-distant future. So it's a good time to be a Spider-Man fan. Not that I'm much of a Spider-Man fan, but still, a good time to be one. <laughs> from there, let's talk next about a new Gendy Tartovsky uh, animated movie that has just been announced. So the name of the movie is Fixed. Uh, Gendy Tartovsky, if you do not know, I'm, and I know I'm saying that, yeah, no, Tar Tartakovsky, sorry. V totally mispronouncing his name. Uh, Gendy Tartakovsky, uh, is the guy who brought us Samurai Jack and Primal and Dexter's Laboratory. The, the dude knows animation and knows really good animation. See Samurai Jack for uh, reference and Primal actually for reference as well. Uh, we got official casting for this new movie. The name of the movie is Fixed. It has to do with dogs. Uh, dog finds out he's going to get fixed. It's going to be uh, adult humor? <laughs> it's going for an R rating. Uh, the cast includes Adam Devine, Idris Elba, Katherine Hahn, uh, Bobby Moynihan, Fred Armisen, Beck Bennett, River Gallo, and Mike, uh, Michelle Buteau. Sorry, Michelle Buteau. I apologize for mispronouncing your name. Uh, yeah, that's, that's a pretty star-studded cast right there for and Gendy is kind of the dude that would be able to pull that kind of cast for a, a, a lower budget non-Disney animated movie right so this could be great this could be awesome it's Gendy it's going to be awesome that's what we got for regular ass news let's talk now about suggestions here in the movie section, our suggestion is one that we've talked, uh, we talked about, I think actually towards the beginning of the introduction of the suggestions here on the show and Eastern Promises, I'm just gonna cut to the chase. Eastern Promises is our suggestion this week. I rewatched it uh, for the first time in a couple of years, uh, just the other day and just, 
just a damn good it this is a gangster movie it is extremely bloody uh this is from uh, david cronenberg it is not a horror movie but you can see how david cronenberg does like to do horror even in <laughs> this movie uh just i i can't vigo mortensen is a driver it's not italian mob this is russian mafia and it's just a well done, probably one of the greatest fight scenes in all of these kind of movies exists in this movie, just for the visceral nature of it. Though there is a lot of nudity during that fight scene as well, so be aware, lots of man doodles doing what man doodles do while they're being bounced around and fought. Uh, but still, just one of the best mafia movies you're ever gonna watch. It's so well done on literally every level. And acting sometimes has a little bit of an issue, but that's not uh, Viggo Mortensen's fault. That's kind of the people around him. But if you have any sort of appreciation for mafia-style movies or just really like uh, action-oriented movies, this is a movie that you should not skip. Once again, Eastern Promises is your suggestion for movies this week. Now let's get into the rumor section. One of the shortest rumor sections we've had in a while. Honestly, really had to dig for some of these rumors. So yeah, uh, and on the, the, yeah, we'll, we'll get into it. So let's start with confirmations, refutations. We are confirming two things this week. First up, Andy Muschietti is going to be directing the Batman Brave and the Bold movie. Uh, I didn't think he was going to. He is. I was wrong. So there you go. From there, the other confirmation is Nintendo Direct. Again, I think I put a fairly low likelihood that this was going to happen this week. Uh, official announcement from Nintendo just a couple days ago. I was wrong twice, unfortunately. But yes, that is what we got for confirmations, reputations. Let's move into new sources for old rumors. We have a new source, honestly, new source in a number of uh, ways, because this is a new source that I've never used before here on the show. Uh, and also it's a rumor talking about a rumor we've previously spoken of here on the show. So uh, PlayStation 5 is rumored to be revealing a uh, slim model this year. And then the rumor actually goes on to say that we're going to see a, a version two, uh, a, a, a more streamlined hardware version, as well as a PlayStation 5 Pro next year. Uh, this is, I mean, Sony has come out and explicitly said that they're not going to be doing a slim for the PlayStation 5. So, I mean, we don't do uh, we don't do percentage of likelihood for new new sources for old rumors, but yeah, this this has been shut down by Sony already, and that's just for the slim portion, the 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 2.0 and the Pro version. Eh, I guess it's still possible because uh, Sony hasn't addressed those directly, but they're not doing a slim. I mean, they've already updated the hardware a number of times. Go watch the Austin Evans uh, video where he takes apart three separate PlayStation 5s and they all three have different hardware inside. It's the same shell on the outside, but it's basic. It's completely different on the inside. One of them even has a completely different cooling system. So yeah, uh, this is uh, grasping at straws at best. So 
And that's our only news source. Let's talk about some new rumors. And again, kind of fast and loose with that word rumors for this episode. So first up, we have uh, Dave Filoni's Star Wars movie. We got two rumors here. First up is that Alden Ehrenreich is going to be reprising his role as Han Solo. Uh, it's so if the if the movie is going to be dealing with the Mandalorian side of the universe, why would we have Han directly in like this that that just doesn't seem to make sense uh but if they do have han it only makes sense that they'll use alden again because he's the dude that they signed the contract with and i'm sure his contract has not been met like his contract terms has not been met he still has probably a few more movies to do as han so if that's if they do have han in this movie he will be the guy so we're going 60 percent likelihood that this is a thing uh the other rumor here is that they're going to be recasting both luke and leia for this movie as well uh, this one, I don't, I can't, I don't know why. Uh, there is no logic behind this feeling, but this feels like it's more likely than Han, just because, I don't know, Han, <laughs> while I do think that Han is likely to run into bounty hunters before the events of the Holy Trilogy, seems more likely that these Mandalorians not really doing the bounty hunting thing would be more likely to run into Luke and Leia than Han Solo. So we're going to go 70% likely that they will be using and recasting the characters of Luke and Leia. Also kind of explains why they uh, they got the, 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 the YouTuber that Lucasfilm hired to help them with their deepfake stuff, to help them with their, their uh, de-aging technology. Uh, they let him go a little while ago. He's no longer employed at Lucasfilm. Uh, it would seem that jibes here because at worst you would have Rogue One where Grand Moff Tarkin had a few scenes, but they have, uh, every time he was on camera was pretty short so that they could limit the amount of money they had to put into creating Grand Moff Tarkin, right? So if you have these two characters featured heavily in this movie, which the rumor does say, then it would be much more cost effective to have real people playing them rather than trying to deep fake uh, the, the Luke and Leia we already know and love. So it's not going to make a lot of people happy, but it would make a lot more sense to do it that way. So uh, for the Luke and Leia situation, 70%. From there, we have more Star Wars to talk about, but this one has to do with the Rey movie. Uh, the rumor here is that Idris Elba is said to be in talks to play the villain for the Rey movie. Uh, this is this is actually from a tried and true source who's got a pretty good track record, but I haven't been able to corroborate it from anyone. And this is one of those silly rumors where it's they're in talks to do a thing. There's no way we can confirm that. There's no way we can refute that because you could say anybody is in talks to do anything and you can't confirm or deny unless you are one of the two people directly involved with the situation. So 50%, this could go either way. Idris Elba as a villain in a Star Wars movie would probably bring a lot of people in seats. But Idris Elba kind of has a lot on his plate these days, so maybe not. I mean, it could go either way. 50%. Uh, from there, we have a Deadpool 3 rumor. Uh, we have Scarlet Witch is said to be showing up to some capacity in the Deadpool 3 movie. Uh, what capacity depends on which source you're going for. Either she's going to be uh, the secondary villain or a cameo or somewhere in between. 
I, I give this one 75% to some degree. I don't know specifically how she's going to show up, but she will be in Deadpool 3. Be it as a good guy, as a villain, who cares? Uh, Scarlet Witch is going to be there. Uh, from there, out, and and I know seventy five percent is not exactly the highest, but there is a strong. It's 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 good. From there, let's talk uh, one more time about Secret Wars. We have a new rumor about the Secret Wars that says uh, that we will be seeing some characters from the Spider Verse movies show up in the Secret Wars movie. Uh, this is still a few years out so it's going to be a while before we can confirm this but uh, the rumor does go on to say that it is more likely they will just be a cameo so this one i being as we don't know the exact details of the sony contract it's hard to call this especially this far out but i mean spider-verse movies are doing leaps and bounds better than marvel currently so Anything they can do to attract people to their movie, they're probably going to do. We're going to put this one at about 80% likely that we're going to be seeing some Spider-Man uh, across the Spider-Verse uh, characters. Sorry, forgot the title of the movie. <laughs> across Spider-Verse characters in the Secret Wars movie. And that, nerds, is where we leave it. Uh, that is the end of the episode. So what did I miss? Let me know in the comments down below. Uh, if though you want to go deeper into the uh, nerd news and all the things, and you're going to have to subscribe to the channel. Don't forget to do all of the stuff. If you are listening on one of the audio outlets, thank you very much. Uh, nerdy Legion is a great podcast network for the nerdy types. If you are looking for some great pop culture information, nerdylegion.com is a great place to go to get that. Uh, Big Show Entertainment Media is still a little bit uh kind of stagnant but uh, i'm i'm assured that things are continuing behind the scenes there so that that all being said uh if you want to watch other nerd news you want to catch up you are so lost by all of the things we've talked about that means you haven't been keeping up it means you have to click or tap one of the boxes should be appearing uh to the sides of my face right about now thank you very much nerds we will see you in the next one before we go always always remember that if it's generally nerdy it's probably here <laughs>